Today on Locked On Canadians, we have a very special Friday mailbag with a very special guest, Jerome Brube of HockeyProspect.com. You are Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to episode 964 of Locked On Canadians. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. My name is Laura Saba, also known as The Active Stick, and I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful Scott Matla. Scott, how excited are you about today's show? It's great because I can stop pretending to be the prospect expert on this show, and we can actually have a prospect (laughs) expert on, and I can, you know, pass the reins to somebody who actually knows what they're talking about instead of me just copying what they're saying from Twitter and then putting it on the show and sounding... Uh, smart to some of our fans who are listening to this so um and said guest is actually one of our favorite guests that we've had on this show it is jerome barube the director of scouting at hockeyprospect.com who you can find on twitter jerome underscore barube and uh hockey prospect can be found at scouting service on twitter jerome thank you so much for joining us how are you doing today i'm doing well how are you guys doing we are so happy to have you on. We're very excited for some prospect talk. Uh, we got a few mailbag questions about some prospects. But first, I wanted to ask my own mailbag question. Um, I wanted to know a little bit because it is quite early in the season. Like we're recording this on the last day of November. So this episode is going to drop on December 1st. Um, but scouting doesn't really have a season. I know everybody wants to hear from you in May and June. But really, your work starts like as soon as one draft is over, your work starts. So at this point in the season, what are hockey scouts looking at, especially public scouts with, you know, who publish your work? Like what's what's the kind of work that goes in at this point in the season? What what are you looking at? What are you preparing? What are you working on? Well, you know, I just came back from a, a weekend in Ottawa for the OHL. I went to see two OHL game on the weekend. So, I mean, it doesn't change a whole lot from... September, October, November. It's just you watch as much <laughs> hockey as possible. Um, there's some tournament like during usually November, you have like a, a week of uh, tournament. Obviously, late December, you got the World Junior happening. So that's a bit of a, you know, diff- different for us. Um, but just keep watching as much hockey as possible. Live um, video has become. Uh, you know, a very important tool um, if you compare to, let's say, 10 years ago where video was just not really good. Um, now, the, the video quality is much better. Um, you know, video software are much better than they were, you know, a decade ago. So, you know, um, a lot of things have changed in scouting, but um, I do I do really enjoy still the, the live element of scouting. Um, you can see a lot more things in person. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a grind, you know, it's like, a <laughs> making, uh, making a, a draft list is almost like you start at the, we start pretty much in early August. 
with the uh, Alinka tournament. Um, and it goes all the way to like early June. So <laughs> it's, it's a long season. Speaking of the grind that you were talking about, I did want to move up a mailbag question from a listener. We have Mark E on Twitter who asks, which is the best rink for Putin? Uh, it's definitely Drummondville. Uh, yeah. Where, yeah, where the Putin was born, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think Drummondville is definitely the uh, uh, the best place for Putin, at least in the queue. I mean, the Putin outside Quebec is not that, that good in a way. I want to piggyback off that question real quick. Uh, what's what's like the coldest rink that you have scouted at regularly? Because I know people have said Place Bell is freezing when they go there, that they are always cold, despite the fact that they, you know, pack the fans in. I know junior arenas are a little bit smaller, not as uh, full every night. What's, what's the coldest arena that you've had to scout in where you're going, I have a jacket and I have a toque and I have gloves on and I'm still, I'm still cold inside this building here. So I have two answer. One, actually, I just mentioned Drumville. I, I remember being in Drumville. That was 2013 for the U17. And it was like, I would say minus 35 outside. And in the arena, it was <laughs> Oh cold. my God. It was so cold. Couldn't, couldn't really feet, like feel your feet, basically. <laughs> so that was a, a painful tournament. But And... The other answer is actually the Bell Center. Uh, when they had the World Junior there, and there was nobody in the rink. Like, the, the attendance were terrible. You know, it's a 21,000-seat arena and just, like, 500-person in <laughs> <on> some games. <laughs> for some like, of those games, yeah. it was Because yeah, I remember getting, like, a, a pack of tickets for it. And obviously, the Canada games were packed, and they were at night. But the earlier ones? No. I remember going to see, I believe it was Latvia against Finland. Um, Finland really had a bad tournament. They fired their coach during the tournament. <laughs> Which was, <laughs> but this was a cold arena. I remember I got sick after the tournament. I, I was sick for like a few days because it was super cold in the arena. So yeah, that that would be my two answer for that question. <laughs> I so many people have different answers because I know people who do like WHL scouting have said some of the old barns out in Alberta and everything are mm. just it's you might as well just be standing outside watching the game and I'm like I'm trying to imagine either trying to type your game notes or what you're scouting or writing things down and your hands are just so cold that you're like, no, I, this is just, it's not happening. Like it's already, <laughs> it's hard enough to scout. I imagine, let alone where you're trying to pay attention to what's happening in front of you. But because it is so cold that you're like, I can give you like five seconds at a time before I'm remembering that it is like you said, minus 35 outside. <laughs> and I'm just trying <laughs> to keep warm at this point. Could be could be worse because I used to do like scouting for like in the, for the Q draft for the for midget and those rings are old. So like, <laughs> oh no, yeah, so, oh, no. those are the yeah. rings that you see in the Tim Hortons ads, like where it's yeah, like... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I had a couple of questions before we get into our next couple of segments. Like you mentioned earlier, like video technology has gotten a lot better now, um, and so it kind of opens up the world that you are able to scout players that aren't, you know, a drive away or that you can afford to go to the to the rink. So what to me, like my question is, and I, I'm hoping that we have the same sort of thought, like what 
country of hockey players is emerging that's being discovered by scouts now that you're seeing a lot more players where people are paying attention, like a lot more players are maybe being drafted or they're the next crop. Like, are there are there up and coming uh, hockey countries, essentially, uh, that scouts are paying attention to now? Um, for the most part, I think it's usually the same country. Like, you might have one year, like the last two year, um, Slovakia had some, some good players. And for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, we barely had anyone, like, decent or good from coming out of Slovakia, I can tell you for this year's draft, this Norway is actually has like two, three good, good player uh, that will definitely get two for sure. will get draft uh, pretty early, I think. And, uh, but you know, Norway, it's not really, uh, and it doesn't, doesn't happen every year with them. So um, it's uh, like the draft and, you know, it's, it's very, it's, it's like a cycle for some, some of those uh, less good country in hockey. Uh, some year, like Germany, they had some really good year with the, uh, you know, Stutzla, Peterka, Reichel, Sider, and then now it's like not, not, not so much, you know. So it just depends on the year, basically. Essentially, yeah. Um, and and so I, I did really quickly want to mention as well um, that we are going to be asking Jerome about some Q players, but he is the director of scouting for HockeyProspect.com. And that is honestly one of the Bibles. Like, Scott, you use it all the time. Um, especially like this is this is what happens is that you guys do the work you start in August you keep working you know something comes out mid-season something comes out at the end of the season and then in the spring all of us just jump on that last thing that you put out <laughs> and we use that um, but I mean obviously you're the one paying attention day in day out you and also all of all of your fellow scouts uh, so we are going to talk about some specifics and that's all coming up in just one moment but first this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet on FanDuel. The weather's getting colder. We're all watching the NFL. The hockey season is in full swing. And you know what? You're going to get $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time than now to get in on the action. And the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options in terms of so many sports. You know, we're talking about NFL, we're talking about NHL, we're talking about all of them. And there's going to be player spreads, player props, over-under, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. Watch the NHL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and us here at LockedOn. Uh, Scott, is it time to have some Hudson mania? I mean, it's always time for that because Lane Hudson's, <laughs> you know, amazing, but we, we don't need to know. Well, we always want to know more about that, but there's another Hudson, I believe, and I believe it is this draft. If I got this wrong, I'm going to feel like a fool, but Lane's brother Cole is in this draft and he is one of uh, several names that Habs fans have been looking at. Not only that, Saku Koivu's son is in this draft because all of us want to feel extremely old because he's also in there with Jerome Kinla's son, which I'm crumbling to dust inside my body as we speak. But people want to know about Cole Hudson because if one Hudson's good, two's got to be great, right? Um, I would I would say uh, <laughs> I would say. Um... 
to his team. I think he has. It's been a bit of an up and down season for him so far. Um, you know, I I think I liked him a lot more last year than this year. Uh, I think this year, like when you watch him, this you have to be blind to not think he's Lane's brother because they do play a very similar style. They have the, the same you know skating styles. They they do the same deceptive move. Um, but you know, Lane is a lot more dynamic than than Cole is. Um, so that's going to be something we watch as the season progress to see if he, if it's just like it's just you know is it just a bad first two months of the season for him? Not that he's been bad, but just not a defenseman of that size. They don't have a lot of um, you know. Um, uh, they don't have a lot of um, room of maneuver. Basically, they, you know, if you're six four, people will forgive you a lot more than if you're five foot nine or five foot ten. Basically, so I think he needs to show a lot more um, coming in the next well December and then the re the second half of the season after. Um, so, as a smaller D, you need to be a very dynamic defenseman, and so far he has not show that yet the u.s program team this year is a bit of a letdown to for me um compared to last year last year they really had a good team um this year not not so great i mean they might just have one guy that goes in the first round this year so it's a big change from the past few years um so it's a bit of a, like every player in this draft it's a it's a wait and see approach with with him you know it's a a lot of a lot of things can change in the next, you know, four or five months. And I think, um, honestly, particularly for somebody like Cole Hudson, when you are this, the younger brother of an immensely talented player and you play the same position, like you end up in that really unlucky position of being compared to your brother and people thinking that doesn't matter where you are right now, people think that the upside is going to be the same as your brother's upside, right? And it's really hard not to fall into that trap. Like if I had an older brother or sister that played hockey, I would just play a different position. I'd just be like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm doing something else. Um, but I, I'm just really curious, before we move on to our next question, you said there might be one uh, player coming out of the U.S. program. Is it players specifically that you're thinking? Or is there a couple of guys where you're like, they might be, and then everyone else is just going to be much later? Well, I think Kalajiman is, you know, I think will be a top five pick. Um I mean, we have we have him six, but you know, it's the the season is young. It, it's also been a pretty up and down for him, but he's definitely going to go in the first round. Uh, and the rest is, uh, I guess, a question mark. There's <laughs> um, there's a you know, um, it's it's just not a strong year for them. So I I'd be surprised if anybody else, as of now. I mean, things can change in the second half of the season, but as of now, I think. I'm pretty confident saying I don't really see anybody else going in the first round, but hey, we can do another podcast in May and I might have a, a different opinion. <laughs> Before we do a podcast in May, I'm going to listen to everything you said and then I'm going to come back and be like, is your opinion changed on this? Is this guy still... <laughs> Um, but, um, I, I forgot for whatever reason, why did I think of Iserman as a Canadian? I don't know. <laughs> well, his last name's Iserman. It's just not spelled <laughs> like Steve's last name is. So like, <laughs> that's it. 
Um, so I did want to talk. So we talked about, you know, as like, what countries are you watching? Um, we did have like, there's some curiosity um, with our listeners in terms of are there any Slovaks that you're watching this season or the scouting community is watching this season? And I know like Habs fans really care about this, but like, I think in general, like you did mention, and that was actually the country that was on my mind that was like, oh, a new country that people are paying attention to now. Um, so are, is there anyone, or, or we can talk about the Norway players <laughs> if there's nobody in the Slovak program. Um, not really, to be honest, like so far, like the only Slovak, I, I think I really want to watch it. It's a, it's a goalie <laughs> and he was actually eligible last year, but didn't really play enough. So he didn't get, he didn't get drafted last year. He's playing in the OHL this year with Guelph. He's a goalie. I think I, I know like a few scouts have been talking about him, but he's got a bit the same problem as last year. He's not playing much <laughs> this year. I, I believe he has played five or six games. So Damian Slavic is is the name. Um, he's a big goalie. We all know NHL team love their, their big goalie. Um, but the struggle for scout for with him this year has been they are struggling to actually see him play <laughs> because he's, <laughs> he's, he's barely be playing but the, the one that the one scouts that, that I've seen him they they think there's a possible like draft pick with him but as far as Slovak prospect that's really the only one that really comes to mind but hey we'll see in the second half maybe someone come comes out of nowhere and you know so we'll see how often does that happen? Like, that's a, that's another question that I had is that like you, you start off the season and I'm sure like, you know, in August before when, when the Hlinka tournament happens and then before the league start and everything, you probably have in your mind, like, these are the guys that we're going to watch. They're the, you know, they're going to be the top few rounds. And then, you know, these people, like, how often does that change from the beginning of the season to like the end of the season? Like, does somebody really play themselves out of draft contention or into draft contention at that last stage when they're in their draft year? It happens. Um, you know, um, as far as like first round, I mean, I look at our, our list last year in November, I think we had 28 guys from our November list that were in our top 32 in the final ranking. So that didn't really change much, you know, 28, 28 of the, out of 32. But, you know, there's always guys that, uh, that you you probably you know less, and the more you watch, the more you're like, hey, this guy, this guy is a is a definitely a draft pick. And the more you watch, the more you he moves up on your list. And you know those like like Russia is a very tough country to scout. Uh, with in general with, or right with, now, it, like is it always uh, in in general, but even more so now with no international tournament with them. So there's always guys in Russia that comes out of nowhere. They're they have incredible goalies every year. I think if I was an NHL team, I would draft a Russian goalie every year <laughs> in, <laughs> uh, in the seventh in the seventh round. Um, <laughs> I, I look I look at I look at our goalie list this year. We have seven goalies. I, I think four of them were are from Russia. So, oh, wow. Um, so yeah, Russia I, and it's also a really big country, obviously. So and there's hockey player everywhere in that country. So. Um, it's 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 really hard, and a lot of times, for some reason, Russia has a lot of second year eligible, third year eligible that makes their way onto our list, and they're not really well known, you know, from the public. You know, they're not really talk about as top thirty two guys, but um, it happens quite often in Russia where we get guys 
that are a bit older um, and then um, they just happen to slowly move move on our list. Like we have one guy on our list right now that was not drafted last year. Um, he's 50, 50 on the list, but, you know, maybe next list is, is a lot higher. So, but it, it's just going to happen with more viewings on, on them. And obviously Russia, it's, uh, it's only video. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's definitely uh, one of the cases. And we still have, we, we haven't talked about the queue at all yet. And we're going to be talking about that in just one moment. But first, this episode is also brought to you by Sleeper. The haves have not been winning as much as we like, but if you want to win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. There are all, po- all kinds of possible scenarios for this season, but if you want to have a chance at winning big, you need to play Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper. As the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, Sleeper is our top choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you need to do is pick more or less on stats for NHL stars. Choose stats like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more. And you heard me, Habs fans, you could get 100 times the payout on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper Terms of Use for details and locational availability. All right, Jerome, like, I think, do people often mistake you now as just like an exclusively Q scout because that's how you came up? Or is it like now people are kind of giving you more? Because like, I, I I, honestly, like, if I want to talk about the Q, like, you're still the first person that pops into my head. Uh, it's a bit of both. I think, uh, um, obviously, with my name, <laughs> it sounds very <laughs> French-Canadian. So uh, I think people obviously see the Q uh and like i scout for the, the q draft also before so uh, a lot of people let's say on, on twitter thinks thinks of that but i i see pretty much every player in a draft so um that's uh that's my role now <laughs> <laughs> but um obviously we like you and i are located in the greater montreal area and and haps fans really do like we do like to cheer for for hometown people so i mean i just think about like how excited people were about Joshua Wall like all the players that are coming out of the queue that the canadians have drafted like they seem to and obviously they're helping themselves by playing well but they get a lot of um like they they are very popular like in canadians fans hearts so i'm wondering like who are the guys from the queue that you're watching this season like it could be any position yeah um I think we have one guy from the queue in our, in our first round. His name is uh, Raoul Boileau. He plays for Bekamo. Um, Very impressive player. Um, didn't play in the queue last year. Played in, in British Columbia in the Junior A League over there. Um, he was he was thinking about going college, the college road. Um, so, but he changed his mind over the summer. Um, now he's played for Bekomo. Um, not not a lot of people are really. I think he's just slowly uh, starting to get noticed. Um, but he's a very intelligent player, um, smart playmaker. Um, plays well in all three zones. Looks a pretty safe pick to me. He's got good size. He skates well. Um, lots of positive um, in his game. Um, other player, other players that I'm I'm watching is Maxim Massey from Shikurimi. Uh He's a 
he's a big scoring forward. Um, a bit of a tough season so far for him, up and down. Um, I think he's still, you know, looking for more con consistency in his game. Um, you know, he started the year with one goal in nine game. Then he scores six goals in three games. Then <laughs> one goal in nine games. So he's uh it's been a bit of a... He's perfect for the so. Habs is what you're saying. He's going to sit right <laughs> in. Maybe, <yeah. laughs> well, that's the thing, because so, I was thinking about, like, why have I heard this name before? And because you said he's a big scoring forward. I was like, that's probably why everybody here talks about that. I mean, he was he was the CHL Rookie of the Year last year. Um, so, but it's not it's not been, like, a, a good season for so far for him. Even if you look at his stats, like, he's over a point per game. But when you actually watch him, it's it's a bit of a different story. And there's a defenseman all in Cape Breton, Thomas Lavoie, big six foot four defenseman, uh, 220 pounds, um, right defenseman. So I said, you know, he's big and he's, he shoots right. Uh, very, <laughs> that NHL team loves that. <laughs> Looking, getting to a mobile six foot four right defenseman. So he's been, um, He's been an interesting one for me because I, I didn't really like him last year. Uh, I, I had a lot more question mark last year, but I've been a uh, pleasant surprise by, by him this year. Uh, he plays a lot. He, like, he plays like almost 30 minutes per game, which is crazy. And sometimes it's probably too much for him, honestly, because I think his energy level sometimes is just he, he's not – He's trying to like keep his energy um, in the game, so he he doesn't try as much as he should. And sometimes, like he's a talented player, but sometimes he doesn't really show it. He just prefer to stay calm and stay at home. But he's got some some skill. So those three are definitely the, in my opinion, the top three out of the the queue this year. Not a strong year once again for the queue, but um, from. From what I've seen, I think next year might be a bit better from, from the queue. Because I I was curious about this because every year that, you know, the draft comes around and depending on uh, what the Canadians front office does is, you know, hey, you know, was there this person in their own backyard that they ignored or didn't pick? Uh, the one like, uh, and I'm going to mispronounce his last name because I do this every time, is uh, Jordan Dumay, who or Dumay. I'm very likely mispronouncing that. Dumay, People point right? at that and go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was close. All right, I, it's, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give myself partial credit for that. And so, with the Habs likely picking in the, that first ten range there, which you know, outs is there anyone that would be feasible in that spot there? Because based off of what you said, it seems like there's some decent names, but not someone that you're gonna look at this and go top ten pick like for sure. If he's there, the Canadians cannot miss out on this. Uh, the short answer is no. Um, <laughs> I like I like Boilard's game, and we'll see how much he can improve in the second half of the season. And but I still don't think he's a top ten pick. Um, but he might move up on our list. Like we have him thirty one. I could see him move up maybe 10, 10 spot maybe. Um, but top ten top ten will be a bit tough, I think, for him to to get to. We've got one mailbag question that I do want to ask before we wrap up the show. And it comes from our good friend, Casey. Which Habs prospects do you think has the best or prospect or prospects has or have the best chance to be traded this year or next year? 
usually when you are rebuilding, you don't really want to trade your young prospect. But looking at the, the Canadian depth chart, uh, I look at their left defenseman. There's a lot of defensemen there. Um, even if you look at like the young NHLer on the Canes roster, so yeah, like Jackai, Iris, um, I mean Gouley, uh, and then with Laval you have uh, Trudeau, you have Norlander, and then you have Lane coming coming up possibly next year. Adam Ekstrom coming up maybe next year. Uh, third, third, there's too many. <laughs> <of them. laughs> Well, we know Gouley's not getting traded. That's yeah, that's. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you look at the depth chart on the left side, there's a lot of defensemen. There's only three three spot, you know. So, yeah. and I forgot Shubo was was <laughs> actually playing playing pretty well this year. So, um, so yeah, if it kind of remind me when the Canes traded uh, Romanov, they trade they traded like a good young player on the roster, but they, they knew they had more defensemen com- coming. Um, so you don't trade, you, you can trade a young player if you know you have, you know, the depth to, to replace him. Um, so if some, if anybody's getting traded, I'm guessing it will be uh, someone that plays left defenseman, either with the Habs or Laval um, is my guess. And that's, yeah, that's been my fear all along is that, you know, like I said, like the only one that you're sure that they're probably going to want to keep is Gooley, right? Even Harris is playing so well, but at some point he's going to have enough trade value that somebody's going to snap him up. Um, but I feel like, I don't know, I, like Scott and I have kind of been talking a lot about Norlinder lately. And so I wonder if like other people are taking notice because I feel like he's really kind of recovered from the disaster that he had like at the beginning of last season right was mm. or was it previous season where like his game just seemed to go completely off the rails um he seems well, to be kind of getting yeah. it back yeah well last year he didn't really have a good year yeah he was probably the biggest surprise in camp honestly um um but i like i don't i don't really have the time to pay too much attention to laval so <laughs> i just heard that, i just heard that it's not been like super smooth with him with Laval this season, but I'm, I will uh, defer to someone who actually watched the rocket and play. That's Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, Uh, Scott, do you have any parting questions or thoughts for Jerome? Uh, I do not just want to say thank you. As always, we do appreciate the time. We know that it is a, a busy, busy time going into the season and especially mid season with world juniors and everything under or right around the corner there. So uh, we are always grateful for uh, the time that folks can spare for us on this show. And if you want to find Jerome on Twitter, Jerome underscore Berube, all his work uh, and a lot of other stellar work as well can be found at hockeyprospect.com and their Twitter account is scouting service. Uh, As for us, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, uh, as well as on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. I'm at The Actistic. Scott is at Scott Matla. Um, Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time.